Hey, welcome back to the State Side Spurs podcast. Joined tonight um, with just Chris because Austin couldn't make it past um, it's 10 o'clock. Uh, but hey, you know what? It's 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 Thursday night. It's it's, it's a school night, right? So uh, no, joined by Chris here. Uh, it's been a while. Lots of things happening in everyone's lives. Chris, um, you have you have exciting things happening, but we're here to record before the last uh, league game. Uh, before the international break, and then uh, the next game will be uh, Arsenal. So, uh, yeah, kind of crazy to think that in uh, less than a little over two weeks, it's the first North London derby of the season. But Chris, how are you feeling? You've had about 48 hours, a little over 48 hours to digest that two um, nil defeat at the hands of uh, Sporting in Portugal and I think Lisbon, right? That's correct. That's right. Yes, it's Sporting. Yeah, Sporting. Yeah, that works. So how, how are you I'm, feeling after that? I'm you frustrated. <laughs> okay. I think we all fun. are, but I'm frustrated. Like, but I'm not frustrated because of. Oh, I'm frustrated because of the match for one, but I'm also frustrated because of I, I feel like certain players are being scapegoated for this loss, and I feel like it's a team loss. I think we, the, as a as a club as a whole. The performance at Sporting was just bad, and I think the the team as a whole, including the coaching staff and the game plan going into that one, was was poor and should have been adjusted. And one player, maybe two players, really are being just routed to make way for this is why we lost. And, yeah, that's just really frustrating. It's, it's weird how how quickly, like, some – Factions of our fan base can become pretty toxic. Pretty yeah, and, and, and honestly, man, I I'm fully on board with you. I mean, there are some. I, I was really hoping Austin would be here because he has he has been the most negative of the three of us. Not to say that he's extremely negative, or uh, I'm not gonna pick on him because he's not here to defend himself. Because I'm not right. On him in general, as, as he's not like you know blow this thing up. This this is a waste of time. We need no. To he's far from the worst. That's of, not. Yeah. Far all. from it, but it is annoying to see people reacting that way on social media um, because this is the first Tottenham Hotspur loss, um, not in a friendly, of course, but ter- first Tottenham Hotspur loss since April 16th, right? That we have got, we almost went five Crazy. months. And granted, we didn't play two months, so but three months, I think, over you know, 14 or 15 games unbeaten streak, and all of a sudden everyone's like. Drop Emerson. Uh, why are we not making subs? Basuma should be starting. Um, you know, and and there are some things that I agree with, and we'll, we're going to dive yeah. into that. But I just think that everyone needs to chill. We're not City, right? And and even City uh, are drawing games to the likes of Villa uh, and Newcastle, um, and having to come back from uh, from behind at home to beat Borussia Dortmund, who don't even have a striker um, because Sebastian Haller is out for the season. I mean, the, every team. It's just a very competitive group and a very competitive Premier League. And the yes. fact that we have gone uh, as long as we have unbeaten says a lot about where we have come as a team. Now, that doesn't mean that you just stop improving, right, Chris? And so let's just talk about um, not the frustration. I, I, let's talk about the game first, and then we'll talk about uh, kind of where Spurs supporters are at as a whole. This game, were you able to watch it? Yeah, yeah. Watched it at work. I was actually yeah. able to sit and, like, focus a little more on it than I usually was. It was a slow day. It was nice. <laughs> oh, lucky I was at work. Also, I had it propped up. So I was listening. To, I was kind of listening to it more than I was watching it. Um, but I would say that I don't really agree with what, um, like, what would you rate that performance? Zero to ten. Zero to, that was 
probably like a four. I don't yeah, think it was I, overall. I would, it was a four. It wasn't. I, yeah. Yeah, I would get. It, but if they don't score a goal in the ninetieth, in ninety, that's minute, what I'm saying. If it, they don't it score in the ninetieth minute, it's like a six. Okay, so it's a six. In my eyes, it's a six because <laughs> everyone's complaining about the performance before they scored, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. a six is not a bad performance away in the Champions League. It's not like you're you're you're. A draw, not against a, especially not against a rabid fan base, fan base like Sporting is. This guy, like that stadium was ruckus. They they yeah. were loud. They were here for it. Yeah, like, and, it was and, tough. And I, don't get me wrong, Tottenham are the should and should be and are the favorites to get out of this group. But here is the problem: is the expectation that you just go and play a certain way. It doesn't matter where you go to play, just because you're the favorite. That's just not realistic. And so. Yes, I agree. It's terrible. It, it reminded me of the Brighton game in the sense of from last year, the sense of like, eh, I should just probably hold on to the draw. And we, we lost 1-0 at home to Brighton yep. in like the 90th minute. Uh, and there have been games where we escaped this year, like, you know, the City game, or not City, the Chelsea, the Chelsea game, probably yeah. should have lost. The West Ham game, probably should have lost. Um, but we've shown... We got a little bit lucky, but we also showed him some resilience to, to hold firm. And so my frustration is, is right there. Right? You, you gave it a six if they don't score in the 90th minute, but people are are embarrassing the entire 90-minute performance. Well, it, I don't. I agree that it's a shame to lose the game that late, but the performance as a whole, we created opportunities, right, Chris? Like we had chances yeah. to score. We had we had plenty of chances to score. I mean. Look, let's let's just throw it out there. Like the player that everybody focuses on focuses on right now is Emerson, and he had three shots. <laughs> yeah, like he was getting forward. This is what you want from your wing back. Now he's not. He's still not great at it. I will be one hundred percent honest. The dude is still not great as a wing back. He's still getting used to that position, but he was far from the problem here. Um, and, and that right there, that is where I I want to like say that it's not fair for Spurs supporters to be blaming this performance on Emerson. He is not in the team to score goals. Right. He's a wingback. He is in the team to to defend. Also, you can't have two Parasitches. It's just it's not possible. You're, you're watching Liverpool get diced up right now because they have right. two people that don't, two fullbacks, they don't, and they don't retain possession well enough. And people, so you, I saw a thing on today on Facebook where people trying to compare him to how progressive – Literally, how progressive Trent Alexander-Arnold well, is. Well, this is where Austin's point was, and yeah. this is where I'm, I'm kind of getting, is that Austin's comparing him to Kyle Walker, Reese James, you know, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Like, um, who's the uh, who's the one for uh, United? I can't even think. There was someone else that he compared it to, or another. Maybe I said one Basaka, but I'm like, he's not. Nice. No, not anymore. Um. I can't remember. I can't. Anyway, he's yeah. and I'm like, okay, but those are all like really, really, really good right wing backs. Like compare him to the West Ham right wing back. Or right back. Dad, Trent Alexander Arnold is an awful defender. Yeah, he is terrible. <laughs> so I, I I do think that like you had you were, you were kind of going back and forth and and we wanted to do a kind of a, a judge call in today but we didn't get the chance to but I, we'll honestly say, we'll get I, there. I, I don't think that this is Emerson's fault and I don't think that Emerson should be subbed out I, I think that he's performing he his legs got tired Romero kind of let him down on the second goal yeah uh, and the first goal Hugo made a great save it, it's just it's lack of I guess concentration but the entire team did not perform very well and so. Mm. Uh, I will say I think he he could have been subbed out oh, just for sure. because he, he he looked tired 
And yeah. that was part of the problem as well. Like, and that's where I think the game plan comes into it is it yeah. really looked like Bentecourt, Hoybier, Emerson, even Perisic all looked gassed towards the end of the game. And it's time to rotate. It's time to make a sub. We went that entire time, that entire match, and only brought on, excuse me, Kulisevsky, despite the fact that you have, you know, uh, Sessegnon on the bench. You have even Brian Hill, Oliver Skip on the bench, Matt Doherty, if you're going to bring off Emerson. Like, you have options to bring on and get at least some fresh legs, give him an opportunity. I understand people complaining about that part, but I just don't think when it when it breaks down that Emerson is the focal point of why this match went down as a 2-0 loss. It went yeah. down because the game plan was bad and we didn't change. They took advantage of their chances and we didn't. Yeah, and, and I also agree with what you said. Like Emerson, a sub's going to happen. So this is where I agree with Austin. As Conte, uh, he uses his subs very late. He's very reluctant to change the subs. Didn't we have uh, the same the problem with, uh, with Potch? We did, and, and I think this is this is more normal than what people like. Very few managers consistently change things prior to 65, 70 minutes. And I know often we always want we call for a, a, a halftime sub. It hardly ever happens. Right. And if it does, like a, a player is having a terrible performance, like it has to be terrible. Um, but with five subs, it does help to have that chance. But I do think he could have made some substitutions here. I think. I'm wondering when we're gonna see Skip. Um, yeah, he's on he's on the bench. Like he's I know Conte rates Skip, so I know he has yeah, some. Right. He, he said some things about Basuma, but he rates Skip. So I'm wondering when we're gonna see Skip. Um, just that's what I'm curious about. So that's what I'm gonna focus on and pay attention to is his subs, not Emerson Royale. Right. Um, not right. Hoiberg and Bentoncore. Uh, right. Chris, should Sun start against Leicester on Saturday? I'm going to say no, but that's, I think it's a man, like, I, I, I talked to, the, to you guys about this not too long ago when, after the last match, actually, not 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 the sporting match, but the last league match. I honestly feel like this is now to the point of a managerial thing where Conte needs to sit down with him and just go through the paces of just, you're not on it right now. We need to take the pressure off. We need to get you just having fun again and relaxing and playing your game. He, you're, he, he's trying way too hard to get things done. And I honestly think you're going to do better at this point, starting uh, Richie on the left, Decky on the right, and letting Sun come in in the second half and just relax and play and feel normal again. And then once he has that feeling, yes, you, you bring him right back into the starting lineup. But I'm also wondering, honestly, to me, if you should bring him in, um, if Emerson's going to be your your right wing back, bring him in on the right. Let him play on the right where he has more space. Um, Perisic is overlapping him on the left-hand side. Sessegnon overlaps him on the left-hand side. It drives him inside. Let him start on the right where he's got lots of room and see what happens. But, I mean, that's all on Conte as, as to whether or not those uh, those kind of game plan things are going to are gonna happen. I don't know. Yeah. I would I would let him sit. <laughs> yeah. Um I think it's time for him to sit. I, I know that it's kind of maybe bad timing the fact that uh we're entering into an international break, right? So this is the last game until the Arsenal game. And so you would love to have sun firing 
right? Oh, and yeah. are on all cylinders. So, and we're about to play a, a, an opposition in Leicester who have looked um, just really, really, really bad and really pathetic. And, and this, I honestly think that this could be a drubbing, like a five nil Brendan Rodgers sacked in the morning drubbing uh, on Saturday. You think so? The way we're scoring? I do. I think that Conte will rip into these players. Um, and I think the, the way that Lester is playing, I can just see this being because Lester won't sit back. They will get hit. Like I don't know. I just have this feeling this is um, this is the game to shut everyone up because it's overreacting. And, I, and this is honestly one of the worst parts about how Twitter and social media is like people. Everyone wants to to have this strong. <laughs> this, it is so bad. I don't think I ever go on Spurs Reddit within like 72 hours after a loss. It's probably for the best. I just don't understand. Like, what's the purpose of supporting something in a club and then baby raging every time something doesn't go the way you want it to go? It's like people were posting horrible things about Emerson before that match even ended. And <laughs> I, yeah, I, I honestly don't get it. I, and once again, you have to trust. And another thing that I, I think that, and I would love to hear what you think, Chris, is I come from a, a stance where I, I like to form my own opinion. But I ultimately will always think that the people that are inside of that locker room and that are professionals at it have a little bit better of an idea of what's going on. Right. There. I'm as much as I love judging Premier League coaches, I'm yeah. not one, and nor yeah. would I ever be hired to be one. <laughs> and imagine, I imagine it like watching, um, like going on to ESPN to Ocho and and, and logging in and, and watching the professional bowling league, right? PBA. And and seeing a guy that like misses a strike and bowls like a 260, and I'm bowl like a like an average like a 120, and I'm sitting there critiquing like, oh no, he needed to hit it there. It's like, well, like, yeah, I think he knows that. I he think knows that, exactly. That. And, I, and I think Conte <laughs> knows what he's doing. And so, um, I think in times where like this, like man, yeah, trust the manager. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Like this is the way Conte plays. He plays to not lose games. Right. And he hopes that he will steal a goal. Now, and sometimes I, when you steal a goal early, it snowballs into what I think Saturday will be like a four or five nil drumming. No, I, I agree. I think he has there's a game there's there's a plan involved in what he's trying to do. And I think there's a reason he's playing Emerson there. I like I I I can't help but think with other options on the bench that are more attacking, there's obviously more attacking than what Emerson brings to the table, he still plays him. And I think there's a reason for that. And I think that it's probably something that we don't see. Kind of like when, you know, he came out and just and, and right off the bat said, look, I, I like um, LaCelso, but he won't do what I ask him to do. And we were all like, we need help in the midfield. What, why not play LaCelso? He won't do what I ask him to. OK, well, OK, it kind of solves that. Like there's there's things happening on the training ground that we don't get to see. So when certain players aren't playing, I chalk it up to that. Got to be yeah. something happening in the locker room or something in the training room that we don't know about. Darty has to. I mean, we all talked about his injury not being as serious as we thought it. Like not a big injury. Should be <sighs> quick come back. He'll be ready for this season. And that obviously wasn't the case. Because he's on the bench now, but the manager is still saying, you know, Darty's still coming back from an injury. This was probably a little worse than we probably thought. So we don't know everything. 
It's we can't judge on, oh, we just need to throw Darty out there. Dude may physically not be ready to play. Yeah. Just may not be there. And listen, I I know Austin hates this, but it's hard for me to, to not gloat when I'm right. <laughs> it is. It is. And it's because I'm a human. I will always admit when I'm wrong. And you're more than welcome to call me out when I'm wrong. But I was right about a couple things. I was, right, I was right about Tangy and Dombley. Oh, yeah. In the long run. I'm like, I'm not saying we have to talk about him now. I'm just saying I was right about Dombley. Never yeah. said he wasn't a skilled player. But it, it was always the manager's fault. It was always the manager's fault. No. Uh, and I think that that was wrong. And I was right about Holland. Erling Holland. Dude is a machine. Dude is I, like... Austin, I, I, will not, I, I, I will not forget him saying that, like... Um, yeah, I mean the dude is just a machine. I don't need to go he's into a it. He's a monster. I, I didn't, I didn't think that he would score 40, 40 to forty plus goals in the Premier League, uh, and he might not. But he's I mean, gonna be up there. I knew well, he's going right now. He's gonna I, be the, close. He's gonna be up there. The, my point is that he could score goals, and he's scoring goals, and so lots of uh, bags. But I don't know. I, I, we'll have to see. Clubs are playing down here. The uh, the Ndombele thing is really interesting to me because. As as not so good hey. as he was. <laughs> Sorry, my dog is like. <laughs> no, you're good. What are we doing? What's going on in there? Sorry, they're like she's he's he hasn't got fixed yet, and he's trying to mount her, and she's a puppy. I mean, a new man. In there, okay. In yeah. there. Edit that out. <laughs> Wait a second. Right, no, and, but what I'm saying, like there there there's all this talk now about how he's playing in Napoli, and I, he's getting called out in Italy. For not being a hustle player. So, I don't know. And Dumbley's an, an enigma that it's sad to see a player that obviously has that so much talent. Such a good player. But just will not apply himself to train enough and get used to a system and learn to play in a system to, to, get, to get the best out of himself. And it's just sad to watch. A, a player that should be, given his talent level, should be so much better. It's just sad to watch him go to Napoli and he can't even get 60 minutes in the Italian league. Um, I think he did go 90 the other day, or he came on. Yeah, and he and scored. And he scored in the Champions League um, against Rangers. But my my point wasn't to bring another. My point is that like sometimes we just need to trust the managers, right? Trust in the managers about Ndombele. Uh, Hall, and you trust the stats, right? You you trust the numbers, and that's the where Austin really. I always really like, get on Austin's nerves when I when I talk about like <laughs> betting odds and like okay, well they're the favorites, like 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 literally putting money down would decide that they're the favorites. But um, let's let's just jump straight into Colin's cues. Uh, this uh, this would have been more fun with two people, but you know I'll, I'll be I'll be the second person. You can be so. the other person. For sure. Let's I will. A, let's, you're right. answering your own cues today. Let's have it. Let's do it. All right, Colin's cues. Off we go. So, 
today I thought it would be fun because there's been all this talk the past 48 to 72 hours about a North versus South All-Star team, All-Star game in the Premier League. So uh, you're shaking your head, Chris, and, and I'm also shaking my head. I think this is a terrible idea, but oh. I think this could be very fun uh, to, to talk about in the sense of um, I'm going to list off who I think um, would be the two teams from each North versus South. And you're going to tell me what you think if you would change any of the players or if you would um, keep these players. And then we would discuss who's going to win. Who we think would win, North versus South. Do you know uh, the, the clubs from a North versus South? Like, who, what, clubs, what clubs I'm talking about? Like, do you know? I'm trying to, like, pull it up now and, like, think about uh, who's up North, who's upset, who, or who's down South. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I, I mean, can kind of catch a lot you're of gonna, You're pretty much going to be picking from the, you know, the, the cream of the crop. The North clubs are United, Liverpool, City, right? Right. Maybe Newcastle. South clubs, you're talking about like Chelsea, West Ham, Arsenal, Tottenham. You know, maybe the one-offs in, in like um, Southampton or Palace. Or, um, so the North is just going to roll out the City team. And, yeah, so here, uh, I'm going to give it to you. Ready? I'm going to give you what I think is I built what I thought were the best 11 from both. Trying not to be as – trying to be very unbiased, okay? So here, here's the North. You ready? Okay. And, and keeper, it's Allison. Right, okay. Uh, center backs are Ruben Diaz and Virgil van Dijk. Hard to argue there. Okay. Uh, I've got as a right back Trent Alexander-Arnold and Cancelo on the left. Whoa. And I'm I, I, like, I'm also talking about, like, think of Trent for the past four years. I, I, yeah, Trent's in terrible form right now, but he well, has. That, but you, yeah, you say that, but you look at who would else would be in the north, and you're like, who else is going to take that I mean, right Kyle, back? Kyle Walker would be the other Maybe. shot. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, it'd be a shot. I'm also trying to not put just city, all city players here. So. Right. Um, and then my my center midfielders would be Rodri, uh, Bernardo Bernardo Silver, and Kevin De Bruyne. We aren't gonna pick any. You're not gonna pick any of the Liverpool players here. Maybe you could have a shot for like Ericsson over Silva, but I don't, I don't think so. Um, hold on here, I'm picking the ducks. Um, uh, all right, you there? Yeah. Oh, that's rough. Uh, and then uh, as as starting. Front three, I have Foden, Holland, and Sala. I got no arguments there. Okay. That's the North. South. This is where it gets tricky. The South is not as clear-cut as the North because... Um, or even Keel in the South. Yeah, you have a players. lot of different players. You have a few quote-unquote superstars. So, Keeper, I went with Mendy from Chelsea. Ooh, that's a tough one. Because it's, it's, the bias kicks in. It's tough not to pick. It's tough to pick Hugo, but Hugo is the way he plays with his feet. It's hard for me. He is absolute Sunday league with his feet. Yeah, absolutely. I think that based off of his age, where he has in his career, I mean, he's still a great shot stopper. Um, but I just went with Mindy to tr- try to not to be super biased. I think you you can make an argument for Mindy or Lloris, and some people would make an argument for Ramsdale. I I, I clearly would I'm not. Not gonna pick Ramsdale. Uh, <laughs> and, and then for right back, Reece James. Yep, that's obvious. Uh, so center back pairing is tough. I ran, I ran the kind of the same formations here. So they're like a four, uh, like four two, uh, three one essentially for both teams. Go with the four, the old four four two. Yeah, or it could be a four four two. It really doesn't matter. This formation is a little bit, a little bit more flex. So right now we have Mindy, Reece James, two Chelsea players, 
Uh, center backs, I have Romero. And I have uh, Fafana. I don't really know if I want to... Like, Fafana, that's the one I'm like, would, would you put Saliba there? Would you put Dyer? I can't put Dyer there. I think that's too, too homery. Um, thanks, babe. Uh, and you then, say that, but Dyer just got back into the England team. I mean... For sure, but like... Um, Kubali then, right? Like uh Yeah, I could see you going Kubali. Thiago Silva. I mean you could go Silva, not so much, but I could see definitely going You could go the Crystal Palace center backs. Anderson yeah. and, and Ghoul Gill. They're the Ghoul. Okay, I'm not trying to say that. Anyways, I just went with um Fafana and, and Romero. Just for the sake of Fafano just cost eighty five million pounds. He's twenty one years old. Uh, and he's he's Premier League proven. Left left back's tough. Because there's not a wing back, right? So left back I pit um Zinchenko. Um, I, I, I'm not going to put Perisic there. I don't think he's a natural left back. Uh, and I'm not playing three at the back. Uh, no. I'm not going to put Tierney. I'm not going to put um, Chilwell or maybe Cucurella or Chilwell you could put there. You could I, probably you, – you might be able to, to fit Cucurella there. I could see some people making an argument for that. He hasn't been bad. He's been good for Chelsea. I mean, he's yeah. a good purchase. I just think Zinchenko is just uh, – he's he's more Premier League proven, right? Uh, Kukurel's done it for one year at Brighton. So that's what I would – if you don't have a strong argument, that means we have Mindy, James, uh, Rich James right back. We have uh, Fafana and Romero and Zinchenko. Uh, then I have um, Declan Rice and N'Golo Conte as our yep, sentimental pairing. Yeah. And then I have um, – Kane, Sun, Saka, and Zaha. The only one he, I always question Zaha. Anytime somebody puts him in the top too, right, just so, I always question. Good. Him. He's just so good for Palace. I just he's don't so know. Good for Palace, he never did it anywhere else. Ball. You put him in. So who would you who would you, who would you put instead of Zaha? Uh, and this is like left wing. So in this formation, I kind of have Kane dropping deep, Sun playing up above him, and then Saka on the right and Zaha on the left. Given, oh no, I, I would, I almost would have said, given form, you could look at Richarlison. Um, because oh, Zaha's in better form than Richarlison so far in the Premier League. He's yeah, because he's also consistently starting. He's a, he's a yeah. nailed on starter for his club. So there's always uh, you, could, you could say Martinelli for Arsenal. Yeah, you could say uh, Martinelli. I know you try, you're probably trying to avoid outside of Saka putting um, Arsenal players. I have, I, have Zinch, I have Zinchenko as well. I, mean, I didn't yeah. put, I didn't put Odegaard in this, and a lot of people probably would, would want to put Odegaard, but I think that um, you don't need that with with Rice and Conte. Then you have Kane can be the guy that kind of spreads the ball around. Um, anyways, well, let's say Zaha for the sake of not having a Chelsea Arsenal or yeah. Tottenham player. Yeah. So the way I, this looks is it's City and Liverpool with. Uh, yeah, it's all City and Liverpool players <laughs> against Chelsea, Arsenal, and um, a West Ham player. A tot- so Chelsea, Arsenal players, Tottenham players, one West Ham and one Palace player. How would you see this game going if there was an actual... First off, why do you not want to see it North versus South? I, I don't want to see... Number one, I don't want to see an all-star game pop up in the Premier League because I don't want to see the Premier League become Americanized, I guess. Yeah. 
I, I see it becoming one of those things where it's a big commercial weekend and like all of a sudden like a Pro Bowl type situation almost. Um, I just I don't want to see the English game and being an American, I really don't want to see Americans take it over and be, and make it something that traditionally it is not. And the all-star game is a, a symbol of that. It's one more game to fit in of just, you know, I, I, I could see making the all-star game. If you're going to do an all-star game and you're going to make it a tribute to, you know, a certain player, something like that, who's retiring at the end of the season, something like that. I, okay, fine. A testimonial type situation where it's loose and light. You're not worried about injuries, that kind of thing. But I don't I want just, to see, I don't want to cheer an Arsenal player scoring a goal. That, and I just, I just. And I don't want them sharing a lot. I don't want to walk, see Chelsea, Arsenal, and Tottenham players walking out on a field together in the same uniform. Yeah. That doesn't sit right with me. It doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit with the game at all. No. So it seems like a huge money grab. But regardless, let's talk this matchup. uh, How would you see it playing out? And let's pick managers. So let's pick Pep for the North and let's pick uh, Conte for the South. Well, number one, when it comes to all-star games and you're trying to think of how it's going to play out, the first thing you have to think is, is, is there anything on the line? Is it like the Major League Baseball all-star game where it's like we're deciding where the World Series is being played? Or is it one of those things where it's just for fun, it's just a kick around, and guys get to go around and just have at it for 90 minutes and then the unlimited yeah. subs and we, we're just having fun here? See, what I would love to see – well, okay – this in this world, it's a serious game, right? In my in my fake world where this is happening, uh, this is a serious game. How do you see it playing out? And then I want to ask you another question after this um, to wrap up Collins Q's. So, how do you see this match playing out? Obviously, I mean, all, like the more talent is in the north, right? But they're they they are very susceptible to the counterattack with Trent Alexander Arnold and Cancelo um, and. Basically, Rodri just sitting in front because Bernardo Silva plays at the pitch. So, see, uh-huh. if it's a serious game, I see number one, it's going to be very disjointed because these guys are not going to read. They're going to have a week to practice. They're not going to be able to read each other the way they would for the normal clubs. It's going to be this disjointed kind of thing. Um, and they and let's say they are playing for something. So you're going to have managers who have reputations and things on the line. They're going to want their systems deployed. So the idea of having, you know, a manager be forced to take on wingbacks, say, when they're not used to playing in a system or using a system where they have to have wingbacks, that's going to throw a thing. It's just going to be an ugly, disjointed game. I do see, um, I do see, like you said, the North kind of, I, I honestly think the North would kind of overpower it. I think it'd be one of those three to one type situations where they run in and score quickly. And then like a player like Holland runs in, scores two goals, and maybe the South strikes back one, and then he just puts it away with a third. Like it's kind of that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm trying to talk myself out of that. I'm trying to find a way where this team was. And and honestly, the South could easily win. Like I said, a counterattack. you have you have the be- one of the best ball winning central midfielders in the world in Angolo Conte when he's healthy. 
Uh, and so him getting the ball uh, and, and like hitting them on the counter quickly with the if likes of done this, appropriately, it could be super. I interesting. mean, Zaha, Zaha, Saka, and Son. That's pace. That's pace. <laughs> it's and, very much. And came to distribute the ball to those three. I mean. I don't know. It, it could happen, but I agree. I think that the back four would have their hands. Well, also, you have to forget, Reese James is quick. I, mm. Yeah. I don't know. Look, I honestly think this is one of those games where I'd almost, if it were to happen, I'd honestly hope that it would be for nothing. For that sure. it would be yeah, no reason no other than fun. It's a preseason this game friendly, to be played. Right? So there's no pressure on anybody to play. And everybody just gets to go out and have a good time playing. As much as I hate, like you said, the idea of Spurs players lining up next to Chelsea and Arsenal players and just having a kickabout, that doesn't sit well with me. And I don't think it sit well with any of their supporters either. I, that's why I don't think yeah. it's a Okay, just, so if this is going to work, fans. if this is going to work, I would want to wear your matched up against your rivals right so like we would be with like you know liverpool would be with uh but then like some people have two rival like we have arsenal and chelsea liverpool have everson and man united so it, it, it would be difficult to do but no I, it's anyways i thought i thought it'd be fun to discuss it i i really wish todd bully would shut up like you don't try to change what's not broken. Leave your American mind uh, in America. Like it, it's fine, it's great. Like you're very successful, but don't go trying to change um, the Premier League the way that you are trying to change it. Yeah, what's up? Would you go England versus the world like MLS does? Uh, like England's all-star team. It's an like MLS England, does the, the, almost the, like an MLS based American All Star team versus yeah. their inbound talent from other countries. Uh, nah, homegrown like versus versus their inbound talent. We're literally just looking at the North team. It would just be the North team. <laughs> and North team's stat, dude. The, the, I mean, you might argue that like Sun, like Kane's gonna make the team on the bench. I can't. I'm finding it hard to find someone that would start. Maybe Reese, yeah, Reese James would start over Trey Alexander Arnold, but yes. all right. Anyways, uh, that that was it. I just wanted to talk about it. Um, thought it was right, interesting. No, okay. Don't want don't like to don't want to do it. By no means am I for this, but let's get into this Leicester preview and let's wrap this up because uh, I'm busy, busy. It's already late. Leicester of the weekend. Leicester are in woeful form, um, sitting in relegation zone. Brendan Rodgers, like I said earlier, I think this could be the last game for Brendan Rodgers. I think that he is on the way out at Leicester, and I think that it's probably smart to change managers over an international break because you have time to to bring Question a manager though, in. I mean Rogers isn't a bad bad manager why oh, do you no, think no. he why do you think he can't write the ship why do you I mean, think he can't fix it do you think Thomas Tuchel's a bad manager no why couldn't he write the ship because uh, his man his ownership was stupid well the last ownership bought nobody <laughs> so it sounds like these are the these are the same uh, same situations a little bit different uh, in the way they were um, gone about but regardless the same situations and so I think Rodgers is trying to get the most of these players but if you don't refresh the squad we saw what happened to, to Tottenham for about a year and a half um, with those three windows um, he does have some players there who obviously want to leave yeah and so that I think is very 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 uh uh, sad because I do think Brendan Rodgers is a good manager. I think he will find a job. 
I wouldn't be surprised to see him take the Brighton job. I'm not sure if the Brighton job's been taken yet, but Mm-mm. um, there's there's talk about Pochettino taking the Brighton job too, but uh, Pochettino would be good at the Brighton job. He would, he would, would uh, but uh, that so seems to I, fit him to a T. It sounds like you would sit Sun for this game. I think I'm going to agree with you. Austin made a point of like this is, uh, and I I quickly corrected him uh, because last year you and Austin wanted to bench Sun, and that was only after he was scoreless for like three games. This is eight games, uh, so this is a way larger sample size, and yeah. uh, we also have a, like a real, real quality, like proven backup in Kulazeski or Richarlson. To, that have both earned a start more more than anything they've earned a start in their sub appearances and the way they perform when they've gotten starts not to say that i think this should be permanent i just think that sun needs to learn that his, nothing is safe and um i know that i said that you know sun will play his way out of play his way out of it but he might have to play his way out of it as a substitute role for this for this one coming in in the 65th minute or something yeah um, yeah and and well, sometimes just, that creates a hunger right the, uh, so. like i don't I don't see as as a a he needs to play as it's it's more in this situation it's not a punishment thing it's literally just in this case I think the manager I think Conte needs to put an armor over his shoulder and just say look you're not firing and you're 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 doing way too much I mean we watched um I think during the Sporting match where he actually had it may have been I think it was Sporting he had a breakaway full breakaway. He's one-on-one with one defender and then the keeper to beat. And Perisic moving on his left that he could feed through. And he just could not help himself to try and boss two players and take the shot. Now, Sun in form could do that. But Sun out of form and working way too hard on himself can't. He should have made the pass. This is the time for a manager to put an arm around him and say, you're just you're doing too much. You're working too hard. And putting too much on yourself to get yourself back into form. We need to take the pressure off and allow you to enjoy yourself again and start playing your game. Let's let Richie Richie have the start on the left. We're going to bring you in and make it known. We're going to bring you in the 60th or 70th minute, especially if we're up, maybe earlier if we're up, and let you have just time on the pitch where there's no pressure for you to have to go out and get a goal. Just play your game and and do what you can. He's still creating chances. He's still creating opportunities for other players. He's a very creative player. But it just it, it's not finishing is not working for him right now. So you go with what works and you take it out. And it's just time to just have that talk with him. It doesn't have to be a, hey man, this is the end of the world for you. This is the end of the line. We're we're selling you because you're not scoring. Yeah. It's let's calm things down. Let's take the pressure off. Let's let it cool down and then get you in in a more relaxed situation and see what happens. Yeah. And maybe that means the difference between him scoring some goals or him just continuing to flounder kind of like he is right now because he's struggling. Dude is obviously frustrated. Yeah, he looks like he's just trying too hard, right? Mm-hmm. It looks like he's overthinking everything. So exactly, uh, I, I think sometimes what you need to do there is you need just to come on as a sub and 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 get a get a get watch the game from the sidelines, right? 
and I think that's the advantage that subs have that people forget about is they, they get to watch things and see things that players in the field don't necessarily get to see. And then they can maybe exploit those when they come on. And some, I think, is a smart guy, and he'll he'll get out of this funk. But I think this is a time to, to switch it up and bring him on as a sub. So uh, what about Basuma and Skip here? Are you going to go with either one of those players um, to take Hoiberg or Benton Corey? He's keeping the central midfield the same. I would like to see one of them get a start. I don't think both of them should start. They haven't played together. Um, so it's it, if one if one were going to start, who would start? If you're going to start one, it's got to be Basuma. He's he's played. He's been healthy the entire time. Skip should get some appearance off the bench. He should get some time. I would love to see him come off the bench against Leicester uh, in the second half and and get minutes there. But if you're going to start one. It's got to be Basuma. Got to be. For me. Okay. Um, well, I think that he's going to run it back. You're probably right. You're I think probably he's, right. I think he's running it back. I think that <laughs> these players will get a chance to redeem themselves. I don't think anyone played bad enough for them to be, like, left out. Like, as a, from an individual performance, I think that he's frustrated as a whole with some things, but I don't think that he's going to give up based off of just one loss. So, I could be wrong. We'll see. Um, I, I won't be devastated. And here's the, the thing, is I won't be devastated if he doesn't change things. No. Like, I, 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 I get where people want changes, but I'll also be like, you know what? Onwards we go. Upwards and onwards. Let's go. So, no. uh, let's do a prediction here. Um, Bethany says, so let's do an update real quick. Um, we all got this. We've, we've, I've kept up with these, um, over the past couple of games since we haven't been on here to record. So here is an update. Um, we all got the sporting versus Tottenham game wrong. Just, just so we know, no one predicted a loss there. Uh, so that's, that's minus one for everybody, uh, regardless of the score that you picked. Um, it's minus one. And then uh, we all got the Marseille game, right? But Chris, you got it spot on, so you got three points. Yeah. Um, so right now, Bethany is leading with seven. Um, Chris, you have four, and Austin and I have two points. So Bethany gets to go first. She shows 3-0 against Leicester. 3-0 Spurs. What do you got, Chris? You're on second. I'm still going 2-0. I don't think it's a full-on wrap. I'm going... I mean, just for the sake of, like, not wanting to be in last place. <laughs> a route sound... I feel a route. I, I, I can't feel a route and not predict a route. So I'm going a route here. I'm going 4-0. No. Look, I hope you're right. I would love to see it. And we will get Austin score, but that um, that will wrap us up head against the international break. So, and and the next thing you know, you'll be recording from a different state. So, um, yeah, yeah, you're gonna but, look back, and I'm gonna. It's this background that you see now with all the painted bricks and everything will be just a literally an empty white room. Hey man, you, the, you've, the, in the basement of my Michigan. You've seen uh, the backgrounds I can create for you on Skype, right? So don't, don't yeah, make you can me just give me a nice, nice warm sunny background because <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna have that. <laughs> well, uh, Chris, I appreciate you hopping on, and it was good to kind of discuss Spurs, discuss, and kind of just bring people back down to the level of just like, like calm. Calm down. Calm it's down. Not the end of the world. We're one point behind first in the league. We're still second in the table for the Champions League. 
We have plenty of games left. Just breathe. We lost what? one Champions League game away. <laughs> yeah. So lots lots of people just need to calm down, in my opinion. And like I said, yeah. everyone's entitled yeah. to their own opinion. Just know that if you're wrong, I'll 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 write it down. Okay. Fair <laughs> uh, no, okay. But honestly, Chris, appreciate it. We'll uh, we'll keep touch over the game this weekend. And uh, as always, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. You've been listening to Stateside Spurs podcast with Colin, Austin, and Chris. Find the lads on Instagram or Facebook at Stateside Spurs. 